Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. Hallelujah. For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. It's so wonderful to be here in northern Israel proclaiming King Messiah Jesus is coming. Did you know he's the great son of David? We're going to talk about that today. My name is Dove Schwartz. Thankful to be with you. And we have a very special program because we're going to be sharing the word of the living God together. How exciting. Let's have a word of prayer. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, Father, I'm so thankful for your holy word. Your word truly is a lamp into our feet, a light into our path. Bless us now. Change us. We're thankful for, that your word says that, that through your, your word, you change us into the image of Messiah Jesus, that your word, as your word says, effectively works in us. Bless all of our listeners today, and may your word do its work in our hearts, minds, and lives, preparing us, Lord Jesus, to see you when you come for us in the clouds any moment. Amen. There's a very special place in the Bible that speaks of a, of a promise, a covenant even, the Lord made with David. It's called the David Covenant. And this promise is so important to the whole world today. And sadly, most who profess Messiah Jesus know little about it. And and so I thought this would be a good passage as I was in prayer asking the Lord what he would have me to bring today. This is a good uh, piece of fresh bread. You know, Messiah Jesus uh, is called the bread of life in the Bible. He was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. Uh, that's where Messiah Jesus was born. And so uh, we're very thankful for this daily bread, this daily portion of grace the Lord gives us every day. And we have uh, some of that in his word. Now, covenant is a concept that many have lost. Uh, it's been lost down through the years. But the reality is uh, the Bible is broken up into covenants. For example, the, the New Testament is also called the New Covenant, the New Covenant. And so the Lord made many covenants with chosen people. And through those covenants, we can know him. They're his promises that are established and nothing can change them. For example, the Abraham covenant, the David covenant, and the new covenant. Now he made all of the covenants from Abraham onward with Israel. Well, people would say, well, what about the New Testament? He didn't make that with Israel, did he? Well, if you go to Jeremiah 31, beginning in verse 31, you see that certainly he did make the new covenant with Israel. Uh, those were all Jewish fellows standing at the last Passover the Lord had on earth with his people. Uh, they were all Jewish uh, men standing around uh, uh, and seated around a uh, and reclining around a Passover Seder table, uh, which would have had a lamb, the lamb of God on it, uh, because that lamb was a picture of the forgiveness of sins as, as uh, the spirit of the Lord uh, passed through Egypt and killed the firstborn in Egypt, but passed over the houses uh, that had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And there at that Passover also was the true and living lamb of God, Messiah Jesus. And, and so 
he said when he picked up the cup, behold, the blood of the new covenant, the blood of the new covenant. Well, so that's covenant. And, and, and so there's this wonderful covenant, the David covenant we're going to look at today. Uh, you find it in Second uh, Samuel chapter 7. This is one place. This is the initiation of it. Uh, we'll look at it in verse 12 and 13. Now, uh, David wanted to go build a house for the Lord. And there were certain reasons the Lord told him not to, one of which was that he had so much blood on his hands as a warrior. And, and so the Lord chose his son Solomon to build the physical first house, the Solomonic, the Solomonic temple. But that was a picture, a type, a shadow of one that the Messiah would come many years later. For Second Samuel, the prophet, uh, his writings, the writings here, uh, that speak of this time was during David's uh, reign, which would have been around a thousand BC. But this temple, this covenant, this thing spoken of here, or these things spoken of here, most has not yet taken place and will come when Jesus the Lord returns. Let's look at Second Samuel chapter 7, 12 through 14. When your days are fulfilled, the prophet Nathan tells David from the Lord, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, says Yahweh, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Verse 14, I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. Wow. That's 2 Samuel 7, 12 through 14. Let's take a look at it closer. He says to David, when your days are fulfilled, when David dies, uh, that, that the Lord, Yahweh, the Father, Yahweh, the Son, Yahweh, the Holy Spirit, is who the Lord is when you see capital L-O-R-D in the Hebrew scriptures translated into English. Uh, but here we see Yahweh the Father speaking about Yahweh the Son in this covenant. He says that he will set up the seed of David. A son of David will come from David's body. And, and that son of David, his kingdom will be established. It says here in verse 13 that the son of David will build a house for the name of Yahweh, and, will, and, and that Yahweh will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Now, now, who is this? Obviously, he's talking about Solomon here, but Solomon's kingdom won't reign forever. And, and, and after Solomon's reign, after Solomon's reign, we know that the, the kingdom of Israel was divided the 10 northern tribes to the two in this uh, to the two southern tribes you had Judah and Benjamin in the south and the 10 in the north yes and and then there was great sin in the camp from Solomon onward down through the rest of the, most of the kings in the north and south and and Assyria came in and judged the northern tribes and took them into great captivity and dis, and uh, dispersion around the world and then the same uh, much the same took place with Babylon, though a remnant was brought back to establish Israel uh, at the time. Uh, we see this all the way through the time of Messiah Jesus, his crucifixion, resurrection, and then going to be with our Father in heaven. Uh, 
And then Israel was dispersed through the nations all over the world again by the Romans from 70 A.D. through like 135 A.D. And, and Israel lay dormant, a, 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 a malaria pit where there was water and a, a desert wasteland where there wasn't. From All through Israel, that, that basically described Israel. It was a wasteland until the Lord began bringing the Jewish people back. So in, in 2 Samuel, we see here in verse 13, it speaks of the son of David. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And then it says something very interesting in verse 14. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. Now, yes, that's speaking about, about Solomon, but it's also speaking about the son of David who would come eternally and sit on the throne of David. It says here, if he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. Well, well here's a question that my, my good friend John McTurnan taught me to ask. Would anyone ever dared to have strike, have struck, excuse me, would anyone have dared to try to have struck or to strike Solomon? How would that take place? Solomon was the mightiest king on the planet, the wisest man on earth, the most wealthy person probably who's ever lived. So how is it? How is it that Solomon would be struck with the blows of men or the blows of the sons of men? Did this ever happen historically in Solomon's life? Well, certainly no. This is a type, a picture, a shadow of someone who would come later, who we will talk about in just a moment. First off, we have a break for me to tell you about this special tour to the land of Israel. The Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles Israel Tour is October 2016. Oh, it's going to be so special. John McTurnan's coming in from the States. I'm here in Israel, and uh, we have a Messianic tour guide, and we're going to lead this tour all over the land. It's a special time of year. It's the Feast of Tabernacles. There'll be thousands from all over the world here to worship Messiah Jesus in Zion. And we're going to go to two special feast celebrations that's all included in the price of this tour. Also, we're going to have some of our Israeli-believing partners with us on the tour. Special times of feasting with them, fellowship, prayer, worship. Oh, listen, it's going to be so special. And it's at the same or even better price than many tours that don't have some of these things. Listen, any tour to Israel would be special. This is going to be extra special. Go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. Sign up for the tour today. There's a full itinerary. If you have any questions, be sure to let us know. While you're there on the website, sign up for our free Blessing Israeli Believers monthly newsletter. Also, this wonderful ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, is sponsoring uh, the program today. And we encourage you, we encourage you, the listeners, to prayerfully consider coming on this tour and partnering with the Israeli Believers. Also, one of our sponsors for this program is our ministry, Poured Out for the Nations. And you can go to pouredoutforthenations.com to see what we're doing. The gospel is to the Jew first and then to the Gentile, it says in Romans 1.16. So that's how we conduct ourselves in ministry. And we have wonderful work with orphans and widows and Bible translators and the Gospels breaking forth all across Africa. And I'm even going to Lithuania 
to teach four churches that are coming together. I'm going to teach the whole book of Revelation in four days. And so you can get behind any of this work. Just go to pouredoutforthenations.com and you can prayerfully and financially partner with us there as well. Now, having said that, let's get back to this teaching in 2 Samuel 7, 12 through 14. For anyone who may have just started listening to the program, I'm going to read these three passages again. Uh, the prophet Nathan is talking to King David in about 1000 BC and says, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you, a son of David, who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. So we see here that there is a son of David who will come and sit on the throne of David forever. Yet first, Solomon has to come, the son of David, and build the first temple, the Solomonic temple. But then that's torn down. That's torn down by the Babylonians. And, and, and there's another temple built later on uh, through Zerubbabel and others of the Jewish remnant that returns from Babylon and then modified and expanded by Herod. And then Messiah Jesus walks into that temple and preaches and, and says woe to some of the Pharisees and, 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 and does all the things his earthly ministry per, or, uh, pertains to in that temple. But that one's torn down by the Romans. So what gives? What's this talking about? Here's what it is. Solomon is a picture, a type, a shadow of the son of David who would come later and build a temple that Messiah Jesus would sit in and on the throne of David from Jerusalem for a thousand years. Where do you see that? Well, you see that temple in Ezekiel 40 through chapters, uh, through all the way through to chapter 48, chapters in Ezekiel 40 through 48. And then also in Revelation chapter 20, the thousand year millennial reign of Messiah Jesus. Well, is there anywhere in the Bible that Jesus is called the son of David? Well, I'm glad you asked. There, there's this blind fella named Bartimaeus. Remember blind Bartimaeus? He didn't stay that way. He didn't stay blind for long. Because as Messiah Jesus is walking through the streets of ancient Israel, and his disciples are around him, this Bartimaeus cries out, what? What is it he cries out? He cries out, Son of David, have mercy on me. He knew that Jesus Christ, Moshiach Yeshua, the Messiah, was and is the son of David and could open his eyes. Though he was blind, he could see what many who had eyesight could not see. And today, Many cannot see that the son of David is about to return. Blind Bartimaeus, he would tell you, I once was lost. I once was blind. But now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Yeah? So, blind Bartimaeus experienced amazing grace when he received Jesus as Lord. Have you received the son of David? Oh, listen, this son of David is coming very soon. 
This Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, is he your Savior? Is he your Lamb of God? He's coming back to reign as king. First, he's going to come and take his people back up in the clouds to be with the Lord for the marriage supper of the Lamb. All hell is going to break loose on this earth. Uh, That's not too hard to believe these days, is it? But all hell is going to break loose. The Bible says, like never before, there will be a time of tribulation such as the world has never seen. And then we return with King Messiah Jesus, this son of David, who's pictured in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And he's going to come. He took the blows of men. He took the iniquity of not only Solomon, but all of us upon himself. He died on the cross. He was buried on the third day, rose again. And that was his first coming. Yet he's coming back to build a temple, the Bible says. I, I challenge you, go look at Ezekiel's, Ezekiel's writings in chapters 40 through 48. Go look at Revelation chapter 20. And you'll see this king, the son of David, Jesus, sitting on his throne. Now, he won't be a servant this time. He won't be taking the blows from the sons of men this time. He will be king forever and ever on this throne of David. Are you ready for him? Let's look at this passage again in light of these things. When your days are fulfilled, speaking to David, and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seat after you. He will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. Again, a picture, a type of Jesus, who never committed iniquity, but took Solomon's and everyone's iniquity upon himself. And, And also, how could Solomon build a house for Yahweh that would be an eternal house a kingdom that would last forever is what i'm getting at and what the word of god is getting at here because after the thousand year millennial reign of jesus there won't be a temple why because our father in heaven and jesus the lord will tabernacle amongst us in such a way that there will not be need for a temple and the new jerusalem will have come down and it will be a new time forever and ever but for that thousand years King Jesus will sit on the throne of David in that new temple and his kingdom will last forever and ever and ever. Are you ready? Really? Are you ready? The signs are all around us that King Jesus is coming. Pray with me and then I'm going to share with you some things that the Lord is doing with our ministries if you'd like to partner and to prepare that way for the king to come. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, Thank you for your powerful and glorious word. Thank you, King Jesus, that you're coming for your people to take us up, to give us glorified bodies, to have a marriage supper with us, the bride of Messiah Jesus and the the groom, King Jesus. And then we're coming back to reign and rule with you as you sit on the throne of David. If there's one person that's not ready, Lord Jesus, Show them the Father's love now. Oh, Holy Father, if there's one person who's not yet saved, show them they need to turn from their sins, that they're in big trouble and hell's a real place. Holy Spirit, convict them of sin and righteousness and the judgment to come. And then the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. Give, give them such, such of yourself, your goodness. 
The Bible says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He died on the cross for our sins. He was buried on the third day. He rose again. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Have you been saved by Jesus? Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved today. Father, Messiah, Jesus' name, prepare all of our listeners and certainly myself as we watch, therefore, like the faithful servant, as we watch, therefore, and as we get ready for your coming. Help us, Lord. Amen. Well, I pray this teaching has blessed you today. And once again, this ministry was uh, the, the ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations, has brought the Watch Therefore, Watch Therefore program to you today. So I encourage you to go to those websites, prayerfully consider financially partnering with us to get out the gospel to the Jew first and then to the Gentile to make disciples over the earth. We're getting ready for this king to come, and we want him to find us doing what he commanded, praying, giving, and going for the gospel and for discipleship. We want to make disciples who are the faithful servant of Matthew 24, who are watching for the master to come and are ready when he does. They're doing what he commanded. So if you'd like to join us, go to blessingisraelibelievers.com poureditoutforthenations.com. Also, our Israel tour is on the table. It's at blessingisraelibelievers.com. Sign up today. Now, uh, I really encourage you to be ready for the son of David who's coming soon. The signs are all around us, and that's why we have a program called Watch Therefore. And if you'd like to prayerfully and financially partner with this program, you can directly do so by listening to the contact information at the end of the show. Uh, We are in Houston, Texas on KKHT. Very thankful for the Salem Radio Network. And also, we're on oneplace.com. Listen to, well, in 2015, we were listened to in over 120 countries. So that's the kind of kingdom ministry we have. And that's how we're preparing for the Son of David to come. So if he calls you out to partner with us, and ask him if he's doing so. We would, would so be honored by your partnership and fellowship in this ministry with us. Again, you can get uh, free monthly newsletters at both of our websites, blessingisraelibelievers.com, poureditoutforthenations.com. Sign up for our letters. We have thousands all over the world who are receiving them. Now, until we get together next time, this is how we customarily close the program. Watch, therefore. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. Shalom. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail... Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.